Hello, America, and everywhere else in the world. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Corey Has a Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Easley, and he's finished with COVID. He's done with it. It's over now, right? The credits are rolling. You can get up and walk out of the theater because the movie is over now. And there's not, this isn't Marvel. There isn't going to be some sneak peek of some other movie. That's it. It's done. I'm going back into the world. And I got to be honest with you. I've been looking forward to it, you know, but I didn't want to overdo it. I didn't want to overdo my, look, I'm fine, because I felt fine most of the time, the whole time, like, I I was pretty asymptomatic for the most part, and I didn't want to, like, oh, I'm in here working out, I'm swinging kettlebells, I'm in shape, I'm fit and healthy, like, no, man, like, you got a disease that's killing people, you have it, Uh, so you know, take care of yourself too, right? Drink some emergencies. Emerging, see, Ambien, C-E-R, and anything else that has a C in it because vitamin C is the thing that stops you from getting COVID. Duh, everybody knows that. Um, Yeah, no, it's been, uh, it's been interesting. It's been kind of a reality check, you know, as a, your body will tell you when it's not feeling well, obviously. <clears throat> and all I could think is, man, if I was an animal, it'd be really... Like, people would just basically assume by my behavior that something was wrong with me. I couldn't just tell them. Because for a couple of days, people around me were like, yo, man, you all right? You don't look so good. Which typically is not a compliment, right? When someone tells you you don't look good or you look tired, it's like, uh, thanks. But I did look tired. I looked like shit. Now... I look like a newborn baby, baby. I'm ready to fucking come back out in the world. Everybody's going to be like, whoa, what the fuck happened to you? Were you on vacation? Yeah, I was on vacation. I was on vacation from the rat race. And now I'm back. And it's I, I think when you make your debut back into society, you got to do it right. You got to put on fresh, clean clothes. Look the best you've looked in a couple of, in, in at least 10 to 14 days. And um, just get out there and, 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 you know, I don't think it's quite time to shake hands and kiss babies, but, you know, do some politicking, talk to people, tell them about your journey, tell them about how you discovered your truth while you were in lockdown. I did a lot of uh, kind of, I did a lot of the same shit that I'm always doing. I just was indoors while I was doing it, you know, but I follow the rules. The government gives you a phone call and they go, hey. Just so you know, you have uh, COVID-19, meaning you can't go anywhere, stay home, stay away from everybody, and, um, you know, just try to keep yourself healthy. And if at any point in time you feel like you're going to die, call call 911, and then they'll come and scoop you up off the fucking ground and bring you to the hospital and hook you up to a machine that possibly can keep you alive. But for otherwise, just stay home. Order food, order Instacart, all that shit. Order it. Order it in. Um, social media still annoys me the same amount. What have I learned? That's a big thing that I learned. Um, but now, I, I, like I said, I've been on this journey where I'm trying to figure out how to use it correctly. And I'm developing a better relationship with uh, social media. <laughs> and my relationship is... 
Um, I get it. I know what it's for. You ever are you ever in a situation where the supervisor or the person instructing the class or someone in charge is telling a large group of people what they're supposed to be doing or what the assignment is or what the task at hand is. Um, but they're explaining certain things and you're like, duh, I already know that. This is common sense. But not everybody is you, right? Not everybody retains information or has an understanding of what needs to be happening the same way you do. So sometimes just basic shit is not for you. It's for other people who don't quite get it, right? Like my wife had to do this this sexual harassment seminar for her job, like this HR thing, which I really, I have this, uh, my feelings towards it are, my feelings towards HR in general are the same way I feel about priests and shit like that. It's like, yeah, we know, like the, the, the average adult should understand that there are things that you do and don't do. Um, especially in relation to the people around you. So you, we should be careful what we say in front of each other, especially if we're trying to be professional. There's a level of professionalism that you should maintain at all times, right? Unless you have a certain relationship with a certain person that you know you won't make feel uncomfortable if you said or did something that's just your relationship with that person on an individual basis. You know what I mean? Don't walk into work and just go, you know what? I just need to pull my dick out right now. That's not what you should be doing, right? That's wrong. That's that's unprofessional. Um, nobody wants to see your dick. But, you know, we should all just know that. <clears throat> but this woman, I just happened to overhear, was talking about all this you know, and the way we treat each other. And if you're dismissive towards another person, and that's rude, and we should respond to people like this. And it's like, if you're like, if you're talking and you start talking lower when another when another colleague enters the room, that's rude. It's like, why are you talking directly to the person that was in the room with you about something personal because you have that kind of relationship with them, and then someone else walks in the room who you don't want to know what you were saying, and you stop talking or change the subject? That's not rude. Why does everybody have to know everything, right? <clears throat> and I think these HR people. And I don't know, maybe it's just me. I just always feel like you're just another person. Like, I guarantee that if I followed you around with a camera for a week, there would be stuff that I would capture on that camera that you would not be proud of. But yet, it's your job to tell people the way they should act on a regular basis. And I'm just not buying it. Unless an HR person said, hey, um, listen, I'm not perfect. This is how I think an HR person should approach this shit. This is how I this is what I think. Hey, I'm not perfect. Right? I'm a regular person just like all of you. I'm a piece of shit like everybody else. I've done things wrong. I've done shit I'm not proud of. However, here at work, this place we all exist in and we spend most of our time spend more time than we do at home with our own spouses and families. I'm not going to bring my bullshit into this space. This is a space 
that we're, we're working and we're professional because the definition of a hostile work environment is any, any environment in which things are preventing me from getting my job done. So I think it's everyone's job to not create a hostile work environment for every, for themselves and everyone around them, right? But if an HR person just kept it real like that, like, listen, I'm a piece of shit. I'm an alcoholic. I do whatever I do outside of here. And that's none of your fucking business. I check that shit at the door and I come in, you know, I beat the shit out of my kids. You know what I mean? And then they come in and then they're a straight up, you can't say shit bad about this person at work. That's how it should be. But we're so involved in each other's personal lives. And I think the main thing is people just like being in control. People love being in control. People love knowing what other people are thinking all the time, which blows my mind. I'd hate. That'd be the last special ability I would want, being able to read people's minds. I would hate that shit. I'm also a person who likes surprises. Like, I love being surprised genuinely. You know, like my wife buys me something. I want her to just not tell me what it is. Don't tell me what it is. Just let me be surprised by it. Don't go, I got you something. Fuck, now I'm going to keep thinking about it. Just let it show up and me go, oh my God, wow, this is great. You know, let me walk into a surprise party. I don't like knowing about shit. I'd rather just like, ignorance is bliss. It's real. You know? So people just, people love being in control. And I think about that a lot. I was talking to a coworker of mine. I was talking to uh, my, my friend Gab. And we were talking about taking, uh, taking about change and, and taking risks in life and shit like that. And um, just uh, <clears throat> I was thinking about how for the longest time change has been such a difficult thing for me to deal with. My whole life, like I never liked change. And I think a lot of people don't. I think it's really common for people to fear change. Um, and a thing that I've been leaning into so much is just accepting change, um, and trusting that I'm going to be okay. I think if you trust that you're going to be okay, it's like, there's so many metaphors around to just compare shit to like, if you, if you were in a fucking car accident, right, you're more likely to live if you just kind of let yourself be loose, Right, and you're not fighting the fucking direction of whatever the car is going, right? Or you're struggling and you're swimming and you're struggling and you just fucking start drowning, right? <laughs> Instead of just being cool, being cool, I think is the is kind of the thing that you want to practice because change is always going to happen. Shit's going to be changing all the time. And what do you want to do? Continue doing the same thing you've always done whenever change happens, just be pussified about it? Or do you want to go, you know what? I've seen this before. You got to have mantras. I, I really do think, like people have mantras and it sounds like something I would make fun of, but it's not. I don't make fun of people with mantras because I have mantras. You know, I tell myself shit all the time. We always, I've said this a long time ago, I was listening to old episodes of my podcast trying to figure out what my thing is. What's your thing? Sometimes you got to revisit. Sometimes you got to skim and revisit. So I was down in the 20s. We're in the 70s now. I was down in the 20s and I was like, 
man, I was really talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, your relationship with yourself and how easy it is to point out things that you don't like about yourself or uh, negative parts of your personality. It's a little bit difficult to uh, feel comfortable in a place where you can speak highly of yourself. And I think it's because we've kind of made it, like we've made people feel bad for celebrating the positives about themselves too much, right? Like, oh, you're gloating or you're a show off or you're this or you're that. And it's like, yeah, I suppose. I personally believe that there have to be, there's so many groups of people, there's so many types of people. There has to be people that are like me that also love to hear other people talk about what they're proud of about themselves. Like, I love hearing that shit. So feel free, if you listen to this podcast, feel free to do it in front of me. Because I'm never going to make you feel like you're an asshole for liking yourself. You know? Just think about that for a second. Think about all the people that your so-called friends that tell you to shut the fuck up when you're celebrating your, your own achievements. You know, think about what they're doing. What are you doing with your life that you're so fucking upset that I'm talking about how cool this thing I did was? I don't give a fuck what it is. I don't give a fuck what it is. I cleaned the whole inside of the fridge. I'm like, I'm like, babe, didn't I do that shit looks good, though? Right. You know what I mean? I don't necessarily need it, but it's, you know, I'm, I'm in my mind. I'm like, I did. I, I did crush the cleaning of the inside of that fridge. It doesn't have to be like monumental things all the time. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I got this big promotion. Oh, I got this big apartment. Oh, I bought a car. It could lit. It could literally be. Oh, I. Uh... God, and now I can't think of small victories that make me feel good. Uh, finally got around to getting rid of my old. Sweaters I don't wear anymore. Just little shit. You know what I mean? Made space for new shit. Really, we're just spending our lives lugging around a bunch of shit and putting it in one place while we're at while we're in that place and then leaving and going to another place and putting shit in that place. And we're just going to keep doing that. It's a constant cycle, right? Why not just be happy and comfortable? Now, back to the social media thing. So this is the thing I've been thinking about. I look at certain people. I look at people that have a huge following, for example. And <clears throat> they're not necessarily they're not necessarily like celebrities in a traditional sense. You know like when when I was younger, I was about to say we, but I don't know how old everybody is who uh consumes this podcast. When I was younger, celebrities would be like people that had talent and they did a thing, whether they were like a famous singer or a famous actor, like a movie star. Like they were like movie stars, you know what I mean? Like Nick, like like Nicolas Cage. Like Jack Nicholson is a movie star, you know what I mean? Leonardo DiCaprio, movie star. Nicole Kidman. Jamie Foxx, you know what I mean? Like... I'm just thinking of people that I think are really talented. Uh, Tom Cruise. You get where I'm going with this. So, But now, you don't have to be necessarily super talented to be famous. You could be an island boy. Um, 
and live in Florida and just get recognized for kind of being a little bit outrageous. And funny enough, people that have been recognized for being outrageous have also been famous celebrities forever. That's always happened, right? Like since the beginning of time, back when Jesus, Jesus was famous for being outrageous. He was like, well, I could bring dead people back to life and I could turn water into wine. So go fuck yourself. And everybody was like, do you hear about this guy? So it, it, you know, it's always been a thing. People are always going to get famous because the average person is kind of just bored with their lives, I think. And they're looking for other shit to be entertained by. We're constantly looking for entertainment like a bunch of fucking five-year-olds, right? We can't just like, can you imagine just waking up every day and going, I'm going to do what I have to do. I'm going to take care of myself and or my family. And I'm going to come home, get some rest and do it again tomorrow. Can you imagine if that was all you thought about? Be crazy, right? It sounds crazy now in the year 2021 going on 2022. It is December for fuck's sake, you know? Um, but yeah, it's way more difficult to imagine your life being that way. So we're, we're looking at entertainers. We're looking at what are people wearing in a way we've never done. Um, and we're looking at what people are doing because it kind of influences our decisions, especially younger people. Um, so I get it. But now my thing is I look at these people and I wonder what, because I've met people in real life that are Instagram celebrities and they're just regular people like us, right? They're just like, if they were on the last couple of squares of toilet paper in the bathroom while they were taking a shit, they would be just as upset as you would be, right? Because they also wipe their ass and sometimes get a little shit on their hand. And speaking of getting shit on your hand, I was changing the toilet seats in our new apartment from our old apartment, which I left with no toilet seat on it. And I felt really petty doing that, but also fuck those people. They'll just get a new toilet seat, just like they're going to put new people in that apartment, create new memories, right? My biggest message that I always want to share is, you know what? You're not special. I'm not special. Somebody else is going to do this because it's all been done before. You're special in your group. You're special in your friend group. But don't just assume that everybody's thinking about you beyond your your bubble, right? Nobody cares, right? So just appreciate the people that love you, though. Appreciate them because they do care. But everybody else in the world doesn't have to give a shit about the fact that you don't have a toilet seat to sit on when you go to take a shit and then you fall in because you didn't look down because you just made the assumption that there would be a toilet seat on that toilet. Because it's all you do is just walk around being presumptuous all day because everybody's just been giving you things your, your whole life. You know? And now you don't know what to do with yourself. No, but uh, I, I these people are just regular people. But... um. It's funny because sometimes I feel so out of touch with certain new slang and new shit like that. And then sometimes I just feel like there's always going to be bridges, I think, that you can form between each new generation that comes up. And now that I'm kind of just becoming removed from what's cool and popular, um, it's just interesting to see like where the generation of millennial that I am is going to fall into 
what our relationship is going to be like with the new Gen Z kids and what their relationship is going to be like with the motherfuckers after them. Are we going to become more disrespectful or are we going to become more politically correct? How does this pendulum swing? I don't know. Find out more soon, next time, next week even. But real quick, yes, I was changing the toilet seat and uh, I fucked it up. I fucked it up big time. And and I know you're you're wondering, how'd you fuck that up? Because these new toilet seats are uh, nearly impossible to fuck up. Well, I ripped the toilet seat out, not because I'm strong, although I'm sure that didn't help. I ripped the one out that I was taking off. And I, in an attempt to put the new one on, I realized that it doesn't fit. Now I got this slidey ass toilet seat and I'm sitting there and yo, if there's brown streaks on anything else in the world, it could not be shit, right? If there are brown streaks on a toilet seat, there's nothing else that it could possibly be. So my wife's preparing dinner and I'm in here like, I feel like I can't even eat because I've been playing with shit for like 20 minutes and I just developed a whole new respect for plumbers. It's one of those like, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. I respect those guys, man. I respect them. Um... And now that I said I respect those guys and I'm so much more conscious about how I gender everything because it's been fucking uh, imprinted on my brain these days, I just realized that I've never seen or met a female plumber. Interesting. I just feel like that's a job that like mostly dudes go for that job. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that there's not that many. Actually, you know what? Let me look that up. How many female plumbers are there in the U.S.? There are over 270, wait, sorry, 276,986 plumbers currently employed in the United States. 5.1% of all plumbers are women, 5.1, while 91.1% are men. Wow. Wow. The average age of an employed plumber is 41 years old. So it's something you, it's a second career kind of job. You know, you work at Applebee's for your whole life and you're like, I'm over it. I'm sick of this crap. And then ironically enough, you end up, right? So anyway, yeah, interesting. Look at that, educational. You learn something new every week here, folks. Listen, thank you all for tuning in. I don't know if I got my point across, but I am coming out of isolation so if you see me on the street, say what's up to me. Fuck it. Come up and give me a hug, baby. I'm COVID free now. And uh, But listen, everybody, seriously, take care of yourselves. They got new variants out there. Um, the likelihood of people getting sick, I guess, is higher. I'm not a doctor or a scientist, nor do I pay attention to the news because it's just such a fucking bummer. Um, so I just wait till something happens to me and then I report on it, you know? The most I know about what's going on is what the temperature is today. Sometimes, right? The car will tell you. Anyway, let me not sit here and talk about how willfully ignorant I am. Everyone, have a great day. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your fam- families. Fam- families. Um, and um, don't get COVID. All right? Later. <laughs>